Hi, Lubo. Hi. Can you hear me well? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. How are I can you? Hear well. Very good. Thank you. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Fine. How are things in Sweden? Working around the house. You're working around the house? Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> well, what else can we do when we're stuck? Well, yeah. we're stuck, not you. Uh, we're, we're, we're actually having a, a pretty good. We're practicing as well with the team, so uh, it's almost like normal. Hmm. What, so tell me about, actually, this is, I was very curious. So you're having full contact practices or? No, no, no. Everything uh, except that. So we can do fast break uh, practices. Uh, we can do indoor practice, individual technique. Um, so it's pretty much everything, but not with defense attack against yeah. each other. Well, that's fantastic. That's good yeah. for, for you and for you guys. Yeah. Okay. So um, just quickly, uh, I want to let you know what this is all about. Uh, I'm starting this little Zoom cast called Straight Handball Talk, which is a conversation between two people that know each other or uh, they were either teammates, competitors, partners, or just maybe dreamers of handball. Ultimately, these people are forever connected to each other thanks to the Olympic sport of handball. And for us, for me, for pe most of the people in the United States, this is the ultimate reward that we get from this sport, considering it's not a professional sport. So uh -huh. knowing you for so long, for many reasons, um, I thought you would be a phenomenal guest in this conversation because uh, I'm sure a lot of people know uh, about you, but um, to me, you are one of the the greatest, biggest hard competitor that I've seen, even when I was a kid watching you play, but also uh, working with you in certain projects and ultimately seeing you as a coach. So I'm not going to talk about all the uh, uh, trophies and things that you have received uh, in your career. I mean, I'm just going to mention that you are a three-time Euro champion, the Sweden one-time world champion, uh, one-time silver medalist. Uh, you won the Champions League with Flensburg. And the rest I'm not going to mention right now. So what I'm curious, and I'm sure a lot of people are curious, is how did you get into handball? How did you fall into, uh, in love with handball? And who were your role models? Whew. Um, where should I start? <laughs> <laughs> Falling in love with handball. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was cold in Sweden, you know. So um, we um, started playing football, uh, soccer. Um, in the summer and the same team that played uh, soccer uh, went indoors mm. and started building uh, a handball team as well. So the same players that we had in soccer played in handball as well. So we just changed sport in wintertime. And um, it was pretty good because the... I mean, the team harmony and, and uh, the togetherness were, were great because we were always together. So we had a lot of success with, with the youth uh, football and handball. And I think it's most um, because of that. Uh, so I started, um, I started the handball uh, just because it was cold, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but... <laughs> I like I like football or soccer. I like soccer very much. So, but um, eventually, I I um, I mean, 
I could I could also do good. I was I was pretty okay in foot, in soccer, uh, but uh, I I was also okay in in handball. So you know if you if you if you have some um, uh, success with with yourself, you know you get the confidence. Uh, then then you start liking it as well. So um, whose idea? Whose idea was it to move the soccer team from outdoor to indoor? That was the coach because he he liked handball and um, uh, the youth coach. He liked handball and and um, he was the coach for the soccer team as well. And he said. Guys, why why don't we why don't we try uh, instead of playing soccer indoors? Why don't we try another sport? Mm. So we, we try handball instead. And uh, he he could he was a good coach in, in soccer and and in handball. So we got the best of the both. So it was his his idea. Well, that's amazing. I think uh, uh, I guess in Europe we all have that one person that has this idea and, and hooks you up into it. And then again, you can be good in many sports, but one sport at some point is going to fit your personality a lot more and your, your uh, dedication. So I guess, is this guy still alive? Do you stay, stay in touch with him? No. Um, the guy who, no, he isn't alive, unfortunately. Uh, but I have a lot of things to thank him about him. I mean, he, um, uh, the neighborhood where I grew up wasn't uh, the best one, so so um, uh, and we didn't have. I mean, today kids can buy a handball or a football without any problems. Almost mostly in Sweden, it's like that. But but uh, we couldn't. But he had a, a ball sack, you know, <laughs> with, with so many, and we we could lend it every time with football and handball. So we just. We were 24/7 on, on the court. It doesn't didn't matter if it was football or uh, or handball. And he opened, you know, in winter where we didn't practice, then he opened the the the, uh, the playing hall for us, mm. so we could go inside and just be for ourselves. You know, yeah. can you imagine uh, three, four, five, six kids just running inside and uh, playing all the time? Yeah. It was oh, a dream. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, that's really really amazing. So now when uh, that part. You know, you fell in love, you continued with your buddies, uh, but then you, you emulated your game or you looked at others uh, at that time to become who you became. Who were your role models at that time? Pooh, it was difficult, you know. Um, I was, I, <laughs> I am a pretty small guy. So, so I mean, uh, I didn't have any small guys to, to compare with. Um, they were great players, of course, but I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't do what they did. Yeah. So it was really uh, difficult to have role models like that. I had role models in in attitude, and uh, I mean Jordan, Michael Jordan. When you're talking about the last, I mean yeah. he was one of those. Um, but but uh, in handball it was difficult. Um, it's a sport for big fellows, you know, yeah. big guys and women, of course. Yeah. Um, but but I didn't have any role model like that for for handball. But the the thing was um, when I was seventeen, two coaches opened uh, opened my eyes uh, for for handball because they they started to learn uh, me about uh, uh, time and space, how I can use that on the field, you know, uh, because I was 
small guy, how can I use that? Yeah. And when I, when I started to think about it and, and uh, um, train like they, they tried to, 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 to teach me, yeah. then suddenly my mind opened, you know? It was like, wow, uh, it's a lot of space here now. You know? <laughs> and I'm, 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 I'm not big, but I'm small and, uh, and, and I'm fast, so I, I can use that space, you know? So it opened a lot of um, opportunities for me, yeah. suddenly, and then I, and then I, of course, um, then I, of course, uh, fell in love much more than than ever uh, in the sport, because I, once more I got confidence, success, and and then it went on. Yeah, I mean, I, I just remember those those videos. I mean, I, I forgot the name of that big Russian guy, and which now is sort of a meme online. And, and the footwork that you did, uh, fake left, or fake right, and then move the ball again, the big two meter guy falls down. And it's, a, it's a, the privilege and the beauty having that kind of footwork and understanding uh, the, the physics of a big body. So I, I always look at that, I'm like, I've tried to, to emulate a few times. Didn't work for me that well, but um, <laughs> I, I, I still love that, that moment. But we, we really practiced, I practiced that a lot. You know, so it wasn't. Uh, a, I mean, the coaches that that they they practiced me to go uh, like this, uh, left and right, with the ball, with the pivot. Um, so I, I did, and then in this movement, I did crosses in the center as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so then, then it was, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it it maybe it seems easy, but it was it was a lot of. A lot of times practicing. No, it, it was not easy. I've been trying it for 10 years, still not working for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyways, now you are the coach of the Slovenian national team and also the head coach for the uh, Sweden's coolest handball club, uh, AFK Kristianstad. Yeah. Obviously, as a coach, we talked a little bit. You haven't stopped working. Uh, but how difficult has it been to keep your players motivated and focused on preparing to whenever we're going to open up for whatever competition is coming up soon in whatever form is coming up uh the the first i mean it was really abrupt i mean the the end was like this and and uh we were preparing for the playoffs all season yeah. you know so in sweden it's playoffs um so it was difficult because uh the guys you know in turn we only talked about that so almost for eight months, we only talked about the end, how we're going to play and how we're going to do. So um, it, was, it was hard and it took, took some time, at least two weeks before the players. Um, I mean, they, 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 it's also, uh, um, you can't compare a 30-year-old and an 18-year-old, you know, they, they have different things of thinking it. But, but uh, for most of the guys, it was difficult for two weeks. Mm. Uh, but after that, we started, I mean, to talk open about the situation. So should we just dig a hole and, uh, <laughs> I mean, it, does, it doesn't help us, no? Yeah. So we talked open about it and, and started to, okay, we, we take this opportunity to, to be faster, to, to be stronger, to be better in everything, individually, uh, first of all, uh, that every player gets his... Uh, um, ego a little bit um, 
better, you know? So, so, and everybody said, okay, let's go. You know? okay. So it was, uh, it took some time, but then afterwards, look now, uh, we counted today, we, we trained seven weeks now with, with powerlifting oh, wow. and, and, and uh, running sessions. And uh, every player has um, increased incredibly in these seven weeks. Normally, of course, because you have that much yeah, time. So it's, yeah, yeah. it's a normal process. But, but still, you never had this opportunity, you know. And the guys who were injured, I mean, or had some, not, not maybe a big injury, but still some injuries. Yeah. Um, they are, they're training now without any pain you know this, that's also a positive thing so I, I i'm a pretty positive guy so i try to find always positive uh, <laughs> uh, ways to look at it you know now, now you just need the gates to be open and unleash them yeah exactly yeah. and then the gladiators come out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how, how are you dealing with the uh, slovenian national team because you also had that uh, qualification coming up and i i think what you guys did sort of, I mean, you took this job just recently and pretty quickly meshed together uh, and, and you have an opportunity. So that is sort of gone. Uh, the enthusiasm and usually in national teams, uh, it's very important. So how, how are you going to turn that thing around when the qualifications happen? It was the same thing, you know, everybody was looking forward for the Olympic uh, qualification and maybe the Olympic Games and everything. So it was, it was also a hard, hard, hard decision. Uh, and the World Championship qualifications, I mean, for the Egypt, it was, it's also gone, you know, but yeah. still we are in Egypt now. So it's, I don't know how fair that is, but still... Um, we had, I, I wrote a letter, we had, we have contact over the social media, Instagram, yes. uh, mostly. So, so we have contacts uh, and uh, they are also, you know, they are also having, um, how should I say, a go, uh, a, a, a good feeling in what we did yeah. in the European Championship, you know, uh, in such short, short time, we did some pretty good work. And and uh, they they really wanted to take the next step. Yeah, and they are still there, you know. So so I like this uh, enthusiasm what they have and what they show that they, they really want the world championship. They really want the Olympic games. They really want something, and and um, that's that's uh, as a coach that's important to have in a team, uh, not to force something. Uh, it's much better as a coach if you have players who who ha who has their own will to to do something, yeah. and they have. So I didn't. Now, now the, I'm I'm gonna go over there soon, yeah, um, and meet them again, uh, the guys, and talk about the future. So um, it's it's uh, it's going ahead there as well. It, it was fun actually watching you guys play. Uh, in your European championships. Um, and again, it's sort of, I was watching it and knowing uh, your previous stint with Flensburg, it just felt like that kind of group of guys who are that, that bond togetherness. And it doesn't matter. You don't have maybe I mean, all of them are stars to me, but they, they're not one particular or two guys that you cer certain teams have. I mean, you have a full complete set of teammates who are going to uh, 
uh, uh, die for each other on the court and they are more ambitious than others who have the, the stars. So it was really, really fun watching you guys. And, you know, it's tough that you couldn't go further, but uh, it, it was incredible to watch you play. Now, uh, thank you. Uh, we, we are, we are, um, we, we are uh, so having a, a great atmosphere in the, in the team, you know, and that, that's, uh, that's the key for, for many things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which, which brings me to the next conversation. It was different, even though I don't know any detail, just what I heard or read a little bit, but, uh, the, the time spent in, uh, Hungary with Besprem and coaching the Serbian national team. Uh, I know you and you don't settle on mediocrity and you don't settle on, uh, things not being done the right way you see them, which is positively in my, in my view. What, what really happened? I mean, I know both Besprem has a, a long history tradition of doing things their way. And of course, Serbian national team has national pride, no matter how you look at it. What happened? Truly. Truly? Oh, <laughs> uh, truly it's difficult, you know. Um, I'm... I'm, I'm uh, I have a way to play and have a way to, to be as a person. Uh, I don't like the, to change myself for all player games, uh, especially not politics uh, yeah. games because it's sports for me. I love the game. I love the handball. And uh, uh, if you look at it afterwards, I mean, uh, maybe I was a little bit naive. If you look mm -hmm. at... Uh, the, the history of, of the coaches there, what they had and how they, uh, I really thought that I could, with my positive attitude, that I could bring something to them as well. Um, and some speed to, to, to the team. But uh, if we compare them with, with the team, Harmony and the team, I didn't, I didn't uh, succeed in that matter, you know. Uh, I didn't get the, the team to go in the same uh, to the same way in the same path to 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 some things, and then maybe that's my fault. But but um, there are, in my of course view, other big reasons that why it why it didn't work out, you know. And I am not the guy also personally that want to uh, say something about anybody else. But but uh, it was a lesson. And uh, it was a hard lesson as well, I have to admit. But, but I mean, still, I'm a positive guy, you know. I learned that and I won't do the same mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but uh, you, you know, I, still, I won't change as a person. Yeah. No, you, know? you will I, not. I, you can't I am change. who I am. Yeah. But I, honestly, I remember when I read it that you took the job of Serbia national team and then Bespra and, and I was like, what the hell is he doing? And then I realized <laughs> that, I was like, okay, well, because big reason is you wanted to be next to your family. And I thought it was smart and practical. I'm like, okay, he has thought all it these. It was, things. it was. I met my mother and father so much more. Yeah. So that was a positive thing. Yeah, yeah. so I, like, I thought about it. I was like, okay, great. But knowing how, how that national team is right now or has been in, in a while, I was like, oh, this is going to be very, very difficult. And, and Vesprem with the history that they have, tradition that they have, even though I think the way you started, things were so close. Every game was just so close. It was like, I was waiting for a breakthrough every single time. And it was so close and games were fine. The style was there, but it just never crossed that little 
step over. I'm like, and then of course certain things started brewing, but interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we we, uh, we won actually almost every game until uh, December, you know. Mm. So and then then we had the January with with uh, uh, tournaments, and then they came back. Um, so I, I mean, I think I think uh, I could have done a good job with with the right with the right. Uh, uh, People around, uh, I, I think so. Uh, but it's also like it has to be. You no, know? it, it, yeah. it it's uh, it had to be. And and right now, I really uh, I'm not regretting anything. Yeah. So I really uh, like that I uh, know how some people work and how how it works in some countries yeah. and. Um, and you learn a lot. Yeah. I mean, I'm a f- much better coach today than I was in Flensburg, for example. Yeah. Uh, so, so in in a way, it all 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 works out at the end. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, <coughs> sorry. Let's talk a little bit about handball in the United States. So, your your compatriot Robert Hedin is a coach of Team USA. I think he has brought some needed simplicity. Uh, uh, discipline with the kind of players he has. Um, however, real success, like winning a Pan American Championship or winning games in the World Championship, which they have wild cards uh, for 2025, 2027, it's a far-fetched uh, uh, goal. I'm going to ask you, what do you think realistically um, are chances of Team USA bringing? Top athletes from other sports, they don't have to be LeBron James style, but top athletes who played another sport, moved to, to handball now, and they prepared seven years or four or five years for those competitions. What are their chances of actually becoming players that could play against Sweden? And actually, not just playing. Seven years. Yes. Seven years. Yeah. <laughs> Give me seven years. <laughs> that's much. You know, you don't, that's a lot of time. Yeah. Okay. So that's good. Yeah, that's really good. Seven years. I mean, uh, four years is enough. But, but uh, seven years, I, I think you can do a lot of great things in seven years. I mean, hmm. I'm, I'm once more a positive guy. The thing is, you have to have the structure around an organization around that, that really, and uh, no step by step. I mean, seven years, yes, but you have to, you have to really know when and what you're doing at the right time. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that progress, um, and uh, working this progression, I mean, it's it's possible. Of course, it is. Um, and then you have to also, of course, have. For example, if if I were there, I'm just talking hypothetically. Yeah. I would I would go out on a basket field court and uh, or uh, track and field I don't know it doesn't matter where I uh, wrestlers also yeah uh, so I would I would go over there and look uh, for talents in, in in moving because I am a guy who develop young players uh, depending how they move yeah you know. What, what kind of movement they are. If I see that they have a movement that you can transmission to, to handball, 
10 hour hey guy come over here man i have something for you uh and i how would old, i would really how old do they have to be it depends how good they are in what they're doing you know okay. if you see that they have the i mean basketball you can yeah. pretty much easy see who has the movement or not uh but seven years i mean i would uh, between 18 and 20 okay i don't think um, you need to be younger okay. uh, in this because still uh i need to see that they are um, almost um done with their where they're growing yeah um but starting with i mean i know that the united states needs needs uh, also youth handball and so on but if we're talking about the olympic games yeah. and so on, it's it's too late you know you, you can't wait for a 14 year old or 13 year old to be trying he won't be able to play against sweden um so starting a little bit higher in the age 17 18 19 um i think that's the way you have to do hmm. and and um so so uh, a zion williams like the the pelicans guy um, yeah he would have been a perfect example of how to be a great handball player if he didn't choose nba who would choose nba before handball i don't get uh, it not me yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but anyways, okay, that's good to know. I mean, I, I think there are so many theories behind here, whether that's an appropriate uh, direction to go to, which they've tried in the past. But I guess the biggest challenge is getting that right talent that you're looking for to give up on, on whatever he's good at or she's good at to, to compete for the idea of playing the Olympics in 2028 without actually a reward or without getting paid. Just like, hey, you're good. I'm going to make you an Olympian in seven years. Join us. And then financially, it's like, okay, but I'm at least maybe have a chance to make money in here. So to me, that's, that's a barrier that somehow if that gap is closed, where you choose 50 of these super athletes moving from one sport, someone needs to reward them for their commitment, a long-term commitment, whatever that is. Uh, we, I, I don't think, don't you have a crazy, crazy guy who, who has a lot of money who want to invest in Apple? Uh, look, I, I think there are a lot of rich, rich people in this uh, country. And I think uh, they have not seen it yet as an opportunity of, of a business or, or something that could be great. Uh, I mean, people invest in all kinds of sports here. I mean, there's a hot dog competition, eating competition that's bigger than, than world championship in handball. I mean, there's so many crazy things that happen that you think about it. Like, why wouldn't somebody just do this in a larger scale? Right, so, but who, who, who is, uh, I don't really, I'm not in, so involved in that, so I don't know really. But I'm asking, who, who is, uh, Stefan Olsen is also there, isn't he? So uh, last time I spoke to him, yes, he was initially hired, uh, I believe, as a high-performance uh, manager, uh, which I believe the description of the job is to identify these kind of talents and, and hopefully plant, plant them into maybe Europe or, or certain places. I think that, that was the initial goal. I don't know how is that going right now. Okay. Uh, I'm hoping to speak to him soon as well and find out exactly that. But yes, I think the ideal position for him was that. And I, when he came to US, he came to one of our tournaments and he was doing this, like recruiting and watching the players. And I mean, I could see it from his face. It's like, oh, like he didn't say it obviously, but he's like, oh, this is it. <laughs> but uh, 
And, and it's like, you look at that part because right now, I mean, the, the talent pool is small and most of the people who play handball at least have understanding are foreigners. So there's so many layers need to be done quickly. Uh, and uh, good. But, 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 but still, I mean, I don't, I mean, there are the, the, the Yugos, yeah. Uh, you have them all over the world, you know. Yeah. If if it's that difficult, you know, then then you also have uh, this kind of people, the Swedes, that are living there, the the other country, but then then go that way because if you if you if you have, I mean, it's maybe it's not the right way, but if you have that opportunity for seven years to do something. I would do everything for that. You know? Okay, good. I'm glad you, you say that because, you know, different theories, but different attitudes on how to do it. And I, I know when people believe that they can do it and they do it themselves, it's possible. Anything is possible. It, it is. You, the, the only thing is you, you need to work. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. So one more thing. I'm aware that uh, the Team USA goalkeeper, Rene Ingram, is yep. your goalkeeper. And I just checked on your website that he had a 43% saving. <laughs> I don't know how many games did he play, but uh, sounded really, really good. So uh, he played one game. Really? Yeah. So, so I put him. Uh, it was really great. I mean, we, we were leading with some goals, and and um, um, our second goalkeeper he was he was injured, so I took him along. Yeah. He's he's uh, uh, he's in the second team. So, and he, uh, when it was uh, about 50 minutes left for the game, I put him, in, and he did great. I mean, he, he saved a lot of uh, balls. Yeah, that's good. He's young, and, and he's an opportunity to be in a cool team. I think, uh, now I get why you guys say the Sweden's coolest team, because he played one game, 43%. Okay, he's our star. Very smart, actually. <laughs> I, I need to do that. Um, so how do you see him grow and how do you see his future? Because he's going to be the, the future goalkeeper for a long time of the Team USA. How do you I see mean, him progress? Yeah, but I, he is progressing, you know. And the thing is, once more, it's hard, hard work that, that needs to be done. Uh, to be at the level what, uh, what the, talk about the first and second uh, goalkeeper now, he has to work hard for one more year now. Well, let's see what happens. He has to have individual practice with goalkeepers. Yeah. Uh, so, he has, so he learns the technique so he can read the game. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a progress, you know. He has to do these things all over, over, over again. And, uh, and probably he will, he will get one more chance uh, with us if, if uh, he's processing. I don't know. That, that we will see. But um, right now he's in Germany. And uh, couldn't train with us, so mm -hmm. it 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 was uh, unfortunately that he couldn't do that because it it would be good for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, look, I there's no better way for any young athlete to be a part of a team that has a coach who has done this in the past and is motivating and positive. This is what they need right now. So I think he's got a great opportunity to really uh, do great things over there, and uh, I'm glad you re-signed them because. You know, you don't get these chances very often in, in the professional world of handball. Yeah. So, jumping, jumping into our, our Big Apple tournament, you hey. were one of the masterminds of this event, uh, which we organized for five years in a row, starting from a little, little tiny gym 
a short, short chord. I mean, what is that song? Starting from the bottom, now I'm here. Um, you, you were the, the person who brought together with Carl the greatest handballers in the planet, in the greatest city in the world. We were doing really something great at that time. I mean, this was 10 years ago. And um, I mean, I enjoyed it so much, even though it was hard work at the same time. Uh, but to me, it was a way we brought this elevation of, of idea, hey, this is a place things need to happen. Now, IHF and EHF are, are showing more interest of doing this, but I get so upset that at that time, we didn't get that little push to keep it alive, even up to this day, because I remember the last one, it was full. And with having your support broadcasting around the world, it was phenomenal. I mean, what do you yeah. remember about those days the most? Well, I remember a lot of fun, of course. <laughs> the greatest city in the world. Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, it was, it was, um, I think it was amazing thing what, what uh, Carl and, and uh, other people around did, you know. Um, and I mean, it wasn't difficult to uh, convince the players to come over and to do things uh, for the sake of handball, of course. Uh, and everybody was really positive. Yeah. And, um, what we did in, in a very short time, I think it was a great thing from, from zero to, to really big thing. Um, and I would, I would really like to do it once more in um, a couple of years. I would, I would really like to do it and um, do something uh, bigger than we did the last times. Well, that's why I feel like we have unfinished business because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right. Yeah, I feel like when I watched with me? <laughs> yes, with you. And, and and I remember I mean when I would just watched last last uh, Sunday uh, the last dance with Michael Jordan and then I had no idea that actually after winning his sixth title he actually had interest of doing it again but the the ownership decided to obviously take that away. Yeah. That's why he retired. I feel like the same way with us. The fifth one was the best one. It was the most fun, full gym. Everything was perfect. And we got the most press and we had all the great players. And then we stopped. And, and mm. it's like, I'm, I don't care. Like, yeah, people say stop at the top. But no, I just didn't feel right. So we have unfinished business, I believe. Yeah, we do. We, we will, we will, uh, we will yeah. try to arrange something. Yeah, we will do it, definitely. Yeah. All right, so some trivial question because I don't want to take too much of your time. I know you're busy. Uh, so if you had to pick the GOAT, the greatest of all times in handball, who would you pick as your choice and why? Oh, it, it's, um, it's not easy, but, but it's pretty easy for me because I'm, <laughs> I mean, I would choose the Magnus Vislander. Hmm. I mean, you can't, comp almost can't compare anybody. Defense, fast break, attack, starting as a playmaker, finishing as a pivot, mm. um, and doing it for so many years back and forth. You have great players in, in attack or great players in defense, but the, 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 com the, the complete player, um, I, I, I don't see many players in his, um, for so many years as well, yeah. Yeah. In, in his um, category. I, I can't uh, 
and he is uh, really also a down-to-earth uh, and has a positive attitude. He is a nice guy, you know, a little bit too much with the referees, but, <laughs> <laughs> but when you play against him, but, but uh, still, um, he, he, will, he would be today as well my, my first choice. I remember that one of the games, Big Apple, when he played and he was pivot and I was next to him guarding him. And I learned this trick from him, I believe. Um, nothing was happening, right, on our side. I think you were in the middle back doing something there. All of a sudden, he decided to just grab my shirt and hold me there when I tried to move. And, <laughs> and you turned this way completely, so I was gone just because he held my shirt for two seconds. And I got confused trying to move his hand. And then you went over the side, passed the ball. I was like, ah, you just got to think three seconds before anything happens on your side. So it was, it was a good lesson. Uh, it's, uh, I think he has some, some good stuff to, yeah. to learn out. <laughs> uh, so who was or is your favorite coach of all times in Hamilton? Oh, uh, that's, that's because a coach is, um, you know, one coach, doesn't have everything they're still there yeah no not yeah. not the best i'm not saying the best but your favorite let's say someone that you say okay well mm, i like a lot think i know i should not ask this question to you because you're the coach but uh, uh nevertheless someone who inspired you the most as a coach uh, who, the guys who inspired me most as the coach was the first coaches when i started to play the senior handball uh, the the guys learned me about the time space and, and this mm. I learned a lot of handball from them, so they they were always I mean my my basic from my handball is from them and that they got it also from Sweden of course but also from the old Yugoslavian handball yeah. so it's like a mixture, um, so that they inspired me uh, to be a coach. Um, when it comes to handball, the other guy who inspired me as well is Kentari Andersson and Bengt Johansson. Okay. The Swedish national team coach and, and, and Kentari Andersson who I had in Flensburg and in Nordholm. Um, but Bengt Johansson, he inspired me more the leader thing. How you put a team together, how you are as a leader, how you talk to the players, um, how you have understanding. I mean, uh, management by fear wasn't his thing, you know, mm. uh, and it's not my thing either. Of course, you can um, have um, that way if you if you want to. I, I'm not judging, but it's not the way I want to I want to be coach. And he he inspired me that way. Good. Uh, the toughest opponent as a club in the career. Which one was your toughest opponent? As a player. No. As a club, as a whole, you, when you coached or played, which one was the, the, the team that you hated to play against the most? Because they were the toughest ones. Oh, I didn't hate to play against nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You, don't, that's you, the, you probably uh, got more excited to play. Yeah, as a, but uh, as a coach, I, I really think uh, we won against everybody in the world. Um, I didn't have any... Uh, 
tough or, or um, as a coach. As, uh, but but uh, you always have the best teams in the world, you know. That's but that's also. I mean, I hate it's you're excited. You you want to play against them. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Barcelona, uh, you have uh, Thiago Kiel, of course. Um, Kielce, Vesprem. I mean, you have a lot of P- PSG in the la- last years. Um, but uh, as you, I mean, if they're tough to meet, I mean, then 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 it's also fun. Yeah, I, I see it like that. You know, yeah. I mean, we we. We won against PSG with nine goals one time. Um, uh, Barcelona, we won against uh, Vespam. So we, we won against everybody. Uh, so, so, but it's also always tough to play against against these teams. Yeah, I mean, your Flansburg when you were coaching Flansburg, managing Flansburg, there was that again progression year after year, just got better and better. And then the last year was incredible. Um, so, would you ever consider going back to Flansburg? Ever? Uh, you you should never say never. But, <laughs> but uh, right now, I'm really satisfied in Sweden. You know, I am. Um, my kids uh, never lived in Sweden. I was 20 years abroad. Uh, I really wanted back to Sweden. I had some mm. offers uh, in different countries, but but uh, right now I have two more years. Okay. Here. And I will, and I will um, continue to 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 be the coach in Ifko Kikasta these two years, and then we will see uh, what will happen. And then I have the Slovenian national team yeah. that I that I really enjoyed uh, coaching, and um, I think they have a, a great future. Uh, so I have a contract actually to 2024 uh, there. So so. I'm going to continue this way. I've, I've done I've done a lot of work the last eight nine years as a coach, and um, I experienced a lot, and I had some success, but also some failures, you know. Yeah. And and it's uh, it belongs. Yeah. So, uh, but right now I want to have success with the Kukri Kansta next season. Well, that's good. And then after that, after 2024, you might consider coming and coaching in USA. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come over and and uh, put you never some. Know. You never know. You, you never, never know. know. Yeah. No, you never know. That would be maybe a a great challenge. I, I like challenges. You yeah, know? I know. So you do. It would maybe be a great challenge. <laughs> well, Yuvo, I really appreciate you taking your time uh, out of your busy day. Uh, really, really, thank you so much. Uh, it was good chatting back with you again and uh, hopefully we'll get back to our unfinished business sooner than late, later if you have anything else to say or add please uh, let me know um, otherwise thank you so much for your time hey, it was my pleasure have a nice day everybody thank you Dubo. bye-bye bye-bye